Hi guys, um, thanks for tuning in with us again this week. This is just a trigger warning at the start, just to just to say that we do uh, discuss topics such as um, sexual assault, such as abortion, such as assisted suicide. So if that in any way would cause um, any triggers for you, any problems for you, then feel free to skip this week and join us in two weeks' time. Sit back, relax, take the weight off your feet. Easy for you to say. We're here to take all your problems away. Mate, I've got to be honest, I think that's a little bit beyond what we're capable of. Okay, okay, okay. We're here to take one of your problems away. I think that even that's a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name's Thomas. (laughs) And I'm Joe. Grab your jam. Grab your glutted cream. It's time for a cream tea. Hi guys, welcome back to part two of what we are passionate about. And uh, in this part, we're going to hear from the incredible Joe here. Welcome back, Joe. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, last last week we talked about um, sex trafficking and kind of that whole that whole thing on what I was passionate about, and it took a lot longer than we thought, which we're super glad about because it means that things are being discussed and things are very open. But this week, we're going to hear on what Joe has got in his heart and what he's passionate about and discuss that as well and probably take another 40 minutes of your time. Guys, thanks for being with us for for part two of this episode. I, I for one, love having these sorts of conversations and discussions about things that that people are passionate about and things that people find important. Yeah. Because I think it's really important for all of us to be well aware of what people are about and... Uh, and you know what's what's on their heart and, and what we can do to support them in that so you can probably guess what I'm going to talk about especially if you follow me on Instagram because I'm not exactly shy on this topic uh, but it's going to take a slightly different swing than I'm sure you think it might so I'm going to broadly talk about the pro-life movement this is something that has been on my heart for years now mm. um, it's it's something that I've kind of grown up being aware of but it's only i think in the last five years or so that i've that i've a become like quite outspoken on it but also i've been involved in it as well um so that yeah that is the um the pro-life movement now when a lot of people hear the word pro-life the first thing that their mind is going to go to is the anti-abortion movement correct which is a huge part of the pro-life movement um and it's something that's something that i'm super passionate about and we're going to touch on that but i just want to first touch on what the pro-life movement itself and and broadly what that means to me um because it is so much more than just being against abortion Mm. and we'll go into the reasons why a little bit later on so the whole point about being pro-life and you know what i believe you should believe if you if you describe yourself as being pro life is that that an individual's right to life and that the individual dignity of their life is tantamount to anything so 
break that down a bit that's yeah as we discussed in last week's episode in part one that's being against things like sex trafficking and sexual assault and all of that sort of thing yeah all of that completely craps on the individual dignity of the person things like homelessness no one deserves to be homeless everyone deserves Mm -hmm. to be adequately housed and have a roof over their head it's not dignifying for someone to be sleeping in a sleeping bag uh, under the uh, under a shelter of a, of a window or, or or a shop door you know yeah. that that's not dignifying for them it's about making sure that there's nothing or, or at least campa- campaigning to make sure that there's nothing in place that could fe- could make someone feel pressured into ending their own life for example so being against things like assisted suicide and euthanasia we'll touch a bit further on that uh, later on um, of course, it's being against abortion because uh, abortion rips a, a, a life out of the womb, um, a, a life that's already been created. So that the the, the pro life movement is is quite vast. Um, it's all about essentially believing that, and speaking from a, a Christian uh, perspective here, it's all about believing that life is sacred and life is a gift that is given to us by god yes um and 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 that everyone deserves to be treated with respect everyone deserves to be treated with dignity everyone deserves the right to live their life and that it's not down to anyone else to be able to play god with their life to be able to say that you're not worthy of life but you are everyone is everyone is worthy of that because that is something that is god given so yeah broadly speaking that's what the pro-life movement means to me yeah so um thinking about those things what are like some of the ways that uh we can have a positive impact on them great question i think there are some really really easy things that us especially as consumers can do to positively impact that this 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 sort of thing yeah there's this there's this amazing organization that are based out of northern ireland called outside in they sell hats and t-shirts and hoodies and for every item that you purchase from them i think if you purchase a hat from them they provide a hat for a for someone that's experiencing homelessness i love it if you buy a hoodie or a t-shirt i believe they give a hat and three pairs of socks wow and then if you buy a pair of socks they give another pair of, uh, another pair of socks or a set of socks for example yeah anyone can buy a t-shirt from any any store but i think it's really important to be mindful about especially about things like fast fashion where you know you've you can pick up a a, a t-shirt or, or a hoodie from these online retailers like asos for example where a garment which you know quite obviously has taken hours and hours and hours to make but they're flogging it off for a tenner yeah you 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 need to think about that and think of, of, of a few things i.e if they are able to sell that for for 10 pound and presumably make even a small margin of profit because companies don't operate to break even they operate to make a profit right if if a garment that's taken hours to make especially things that are that, are, that look quite ornate and, and and whatnot yeah that's been made by someone if that's taken them hours to make and it's a been able to be sold to the end user for 10 pound and then you consider the shipping costs from getting to where it was manufactured which generally speaking is in these far far reaching countries such as the philippines for example where, where a lot of 
um, clothing manufacturing going on. You know, if you take into account the shipping costs, the packaging costs, the sh- the 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 the, the in, like the uh, domestic shipping costs to get from their distribution center in the UK out out to you in your home for example there's going to be a very very little amount of money left to actually pay the person that made that garment right Mm -hmm. and you've got to think is that person being paid enough to be able to live properly be able to feed themselves all of that sort of thing or are they being taken advantage of or and are they being exploited and i think that's something that us as individual consumers is something that that we ought to be really really aware about I think especially with with fast fashion that's become like even more prevalent more recently i i've certainly seen more of it especially on like social media feeds of people raising awareness for that yeah uh so you know it's it's simple things like doing your research about the the, the companies that you're buying from are there clothes um fair trade for example or whatever the the clothing equivalent of fair trade is have they themselves made a company commitment to making sure that their workers are treated with dignity that they are paid adequately uh, that their working conditions are good enough or do you hear stories in the news about them um, that they have been caught in the past using sweatshops and child labor and all of these sorts of things so i think that's that's one thing um especially that that us as as individuals can have a really positive impact on yeah so yeah, great organizations like Outside In are making an incredible impact on homelessness. All of their garments that are manufactured are manufactured with those commitments. Mm. And they have made the decision that homelessness is a big enough issue, which it is, that they're going to cut into their own profit margins to make sure that they can clothe people that are experiencing homelessness. That's so good. Which is which is so good make a conscious decision to shop ethically to shop consciously Hmm. and make sure that that you do your research before buying a hoodie for a tenner yeah i think that's a really good way of explaining it as well as something like that you could so easily do but Mm. can cause like some serious problems and i think so many people hear like oh pro-life pro-life means this pro-life means that but when you like simplify it down to just everyone deserves uh a right to to life and a right to live yeah. live life in a certain way then like how can you disagree with it yeah yeah i'd agree it's something that i think that that each of us uh, as christians and and to be honest broader i think just us as human beings um you know on an individual level you might not agree with some of the things that the pro-life movement stands right. for and and that's that's up to you everyone has the opportunity really with the internet and whatnot to make their own informed decisions on these things but i think you know what what we just talked about specifically is i don't think that's something that anyone could disagree with that it's it's probably not right to buy from companies that are quite obviously exploiting their workers correct so obviously that that's touching on the the very the very simple and very uh easy parts of what being pro-life is um sure but we all know we can't talk about this without touching on the the difficult topics um yeah. so can you kind of like discuss talk about what abortion looks like in terms of being pro-life sure so i think probably the two most controversial what well, quote controversial topics that the, the pro-life movement is is involved in is is a 
being against abortion and b being against euthanasia or against assisted suicide abortion is widespread it's it's pretty much in every country uh in in varying levels euthanasia is something that we don't have here thank god in the uk but in in some of our european neighbors such as belgium and the netherlands it's um really quite prevalent and i'm sure you all can appreciate that that it's a difficult topic to talk on with people because it's they're, they're two very emotive topics yes and everyone has their own opinions their own experiences that their own perspectives on it but yeah i'll just i'll touch on abortion and then i will touch on euthanasia so the whole kind of thing about being against abortion comes down to the root of believing that every person has a right to life and that god created life in his own image obviously this is coming from a christian perspective of the pro-life movement Mm -hmm. There are plenty of things in the Bible that that speak to that. For example, it says two or three times God's speaking to someone and saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm. I made you in my image, for example. And it, it's essentially about upholding what we believe is the God-given right to life, that every person that is conceived is, in, is conceived intentionally with a purpose from God, mm-hmm. that God has set them out. Yeah to to serve a certain purpose in the world and that god can number each of the strands of hairs on our head you know he knows us intimately Mm -hmm. um and that essentially there shouldn't be something in place such as abortion that gets in the way of a life growing in the womb and ultimately being born regardless of the circumstances of that child's conception regardless of any status of any disabilities regardless of their gender regardless of of any characteristic essentially that essentially god loves us all unconditionally and there is no characteristic about us Mm. whether we're black white disabled not disabled whether we're missing an arm or missing a big toe there, there is no characteristic about us that that can change the fact that god loves us unconditionally nothing we can do could make him love us more or make him love us less you know life starts at the point of conception that is when an individual set of dna is created yep. that will never come about again yep. and that it should be left to its natural processes to be able to grow and develop in the womb to ho- hopefully ultimately be born now of course there are tragic circumstances where there could be miscarriages where there could be stillbirths which are of course absolutely tragic part of the pro-life movement is is not just being against abortion it, it, it's having services available that mm. are able to support women that go through those sorts of things to support women that go through abortions and then come to regret it mm. you know it, there's an amazing charity called arch which is the abortion recovery care helpline their entire mission is is essentially there to give support to women that regret the decision that they made really you know, no one is beyond redemption and no one is beyond god's forgiveness a lot of people have this perspective about people that are anti-abortion that that or joe you, you're you're against abortion so you must hate anyone that's had an abortion that could not be further than from the truth that's really good yeah i think more than anything we need to be showing these people love and we need to be there for them when they're at their, their lowest point because yes someone has done something which is reprehensible in my opinion 
but that that person themselves still has dignity correct yeah so if you're if yeah. so if you're not going to show dignity to every single person regardless of what they've done regardless of the circumstance that they're in then you don't really have any business calling yourself pro life mm. so the the pro life movement uh, especially with regards to abortion is 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 not just limited to being against the act of abortion obviously the the majority of the things that people will see especially in the media will be at like marches for example or demonstrations and protests until last year for, for, i think since 2016 i think it was i've gone to the march for life it was in birmingham for a couple of years and then for a couple of years it was in london and then it didn't happen last year due to covid for obvious reasons it goes without saying that part of being part of that movement is is it's not just being silently and personally against it it's about deciding and, and taking a stand and saying i'm gonna give up my time yes. i'm gonna I'm going to give up my my resources. I'm going to give everything that I can to this movement because I believe that its aims will make the country that we live in a genuinely better place. Mm-hmm. So yes, when when we go on the marches or we stand on the side of, of the road demonstrating, for example, yes, we get we get insults hurled at us. We get people spit towards you. All all of this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it's so worth it because the reality is is that tens of millions of children have not seen the light of day because they were terminated hmm. you know if that means that someone has to call me an f in this or an f in that and claim that i hate women because I, i'm against abortion then so be it I, I believe that this is such an injustice that that it's totally worth anything that that, that can be thrown at me you know and, and it's also putting your money where your mouth is yeah we all if it's within our capacity tithe to our church for example give a percentage to the church but so I, I give a percentage to my church, but then I also give a percentage to certain organizations that are involved in the pro-life movement because I believe that the work that they're doing is really, really important and I want to be able to support that. It also goes without saying that an element of it, and it's it's kind of like a hill I've decided that I'm that I'm happy to die on, is is being outspoken about it and actually being prepared for people to walk away from you and walk out of your life because of it. Right. I've lost plenty of people who I considered friends because of this issue. You know, as much as that sucks, it's just as worth it as being shouted at in the street because being a voice for the voiceless, yeah, come on. And being a voice for injustice requires putting your own neck on the line. You know, I the a parallel that I like to draw is, is the the people who were pioneers of shutting down and stopping the slave trade, especially in in the UK and the US is where it was obviously very prevalent they they put their necks on the line and ultimately some of some of those people went to their death because of it because they saw it as rightly so as such a gross injustice and when you look at slavery it was something that was so ingrained in society that i'm sure each of those individual people thought is what we're doing really going to make a difference hmm. and of, of course it took it took some time but ultimately what what they were campaigning for and what they were what they were standing up for did come to be and you know i've seen the pro-life movement ga- gaining momentum more and more over the last few years there have been continued pushes by the abortion lobby to to loosen the restrictions that are on abortion in our country and all that sort of thing and in in this country you can receive an abortion up to 24 weeks which is essentially six months by that point a child could could survive outside of the womb if given the correct care but you look at places like america a child could be aborted for any reason up to the day of birth 
which is absolutely horrendous. And even in this country, if a child is found to have Down syndrome, they could be aborted up to the day of birth, which, you know, when you're, when you're that far developed, they essentially inject a syringe of poison in, into the child's heart and, and, and it kills them. And then the person who is bearing the baby has to then deliver that child dead. It's horrendous. But it all goes back to this thing of everyone, regardless of any characteristic, has the right to live. There is no single perfect way to be. And just because someone has a disability does not mean that, that they themselves are worth any less than any of us that are blessed to not have any disabilities. Correct. It's, it's something that I'm, I'm really, really passionate about and something that I'm, that I'm happily outspoken about regardless of the consequences because I think it's that much of an injustice that, that it's worth talking about. The, the other thing that, that I'll touch on on briefly is the whole thing of euthanasia that's something that that politicians in this country are are trying to push to bring in this is something that's very emotive as well because if you look at it just kind of as you know as it's presented to us by the people that are lobbying for this change in the law they say that it's it's about just making sure or it's just giving people the option to be able to make a decision for themselves as to when they want to end their lives have your have your own opinions on that maybe for example someone has parkinson's uh, or is developing parkinson's for example they decide they don't want to go through that they don't necessarily have the capability themselves to end their lives so they want to have someone else help them do it regardless of your thoughts on on whether that is moral or ethical or not those sorts of laws always lead to setting a precedent which can then be pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed we look at places like the Netherlands and Belgium, those laws were brought in, I think, with, within the last two decades. I think in the Netherlands, it was closer to 2000. So, so those laws have been in for quite a while. And they, they went in with that intention that people who found themselves in a situation where they didn't want to live were able to, quote, end their lives with dignity, right? But now with the Netherlands and Belgium, we're in a situation where you've got seven-year-olds being euthanized because of mental health problems. Flipping you've got seven-year-olds ch- children making decisions that they don't want to live and then that being taken as uh, essentially as permission to to give them a lethal injection you know, rather than giving them the help and the resource that they need to be able to to get through that it's just a kind of oh well, they've, they've said they, they want to die so let's help them end their life you've got situations where elderly people have have felt pressured into doing that because they don't want to be a burden to their family mm. and then things have come out where where elderly people are are in the process of being euthanized and they start saying no i don't i don't want it i don't want it but they go ahead and do it anyway these sorts of laws and these sorts of things becoming the norm always lead to things becoming wider and wider and wider the scope of things just becoming greater and greater with euthanasia we've seen that belgium and the netherlands are, are a great case study for that you, you can see it clear as day and it's the case as well with with abortion in my opinion where laws are are bought in whereby it's just for in in case of when the child has fatal fetal abnormality for example where the child's the child will die if it's born so to save you going through the even though this doesn't really make sense to me save you going through the the trauma of giving birth to a child and then it dying we'll just kill it when it's inside of you doesn't really make sense to me but that's that's the premise that that some laws have been bought in on and then well if i'm able to to have an abortion for that reason then i should be able to have an abortion for this reason 
or for, and then when that happens, it's for this reason. Mm-hmm. And 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 one of the things that I think abortion has done to our society, which I think is is most obvious, is that it's it's made society adopt an opinion that sex can be had without consequence. I can have sex if the person that I have sex with ha- gets pregnant. Well, I was using a condom, so I wanted to have sex without consequence. I didn't, quote, consent to having a child by performing this act. So if the person gets pregnant, then I should still be able to have that no consequence, right? One of the things that the sex trafficking movement utilizes the most with without doubt and by far is abortions there's undercover videos that have been taken in um, abortion clinics of people posing as pimps bringing in young girls who are, who, are, who are obviously like young teens booking them in quite openly with some of these abortion clinics who, who get money and incentives for every abortion that they commit these organizations that are, that are doing these things if, if they truly cared about women and if they truly cared about making sure that women are safe then you'd think that the first thing they did is if someone walked in and said this is one of my girls she's got pregnant i need you to to do an abortion on her you'd think the first thing that they do is call the police that's at least what i'd hope would happen but the reality is is that doesn't happen and that that feeds into this again as we were talking about last week with this whole industry of of sex trafficking being able to use women just for their bodies yeah. to be able to use them without consequence and if they get pregnant then we've got the get out of jail free card almost these situations that i've talked about are obviously not the only reason that abortions happen but they are the vast vast majority of reasons so i think it's I think it's really important to consider all of these things and i think it's something that you know, us as i i, I believe and I'm, I'm sure there'll be people listening that don't agree but i believe that every single christian you know if you profess that we're all made in god's image if you profess that before god forms us in the womb he knows us then there's no way that you can be okay with the terminating of life that is created by god so that's why i'm really really passionate about that i think it's one of the biggest human rights abuses that we see in the world it's what kills more people than anything the scale of it is vast it's tens of thousands every month it's hundreds of thousands if not millions every year and that's why i'm really passionate about it because above all i think i I believe that every life has value everyone is deserving of dignity and everyone has the right to life and all other rights that we have all other human rights that we have are pointless to people that don't have a chance to live Mm. yeah that was really good mate thanks for sharing on that and for me i don't have a very uh very rounded opinion because i'm still kind of like figuring things out i don't know all the facts i don't know this that and the other um sure and and that's okay for some people but what i do know is as a christian man is that jesus came and took full responsibility for something that he didn't cause Mm. and he is the perfect example for how we should be yeah and so that for me is is like an enough for me to broad a lot of my opinion off sure um so yeah but that was really good thanks for thanks for sharing all of that thank you for giving me the space and the time to talk about it 
and well done to anyone that's still listening to be <laughs> but i think you know the, the most important thing with this and with so many things is having a conversation correct with things and if you're not willing to have a conversation about about something and you're not willing to have dialogue with someone that might have a different perspective than you mm-hmm. or a different opinion or a different experience than than you then i don't think you have any business being passionate about it so with that in mind if anyone wants to have a discussion with us about this, if anyone has any questions, if anyone has any opinions, our Instagram inbox is open. Or most of you that are listening will know Thomas or I personally. So feel free to yeah, give us a text, give us give us a call. If you see us out in person, come come and come and ask us if any any of the subjects that we've talked about in in this episode and the last one is something that that you think you you want to just have a have a discussion about. We're more than happy. Um, for that to happen for sure yeah that is all we have time for this week and so yeah we hope that you um i hope you learn a lot in that to be honest and hope that it causes other conversations to be had in other friendships and and all those sorts of things so yes join us next time where we may have a very special guest Mm. which i'm very excited excited about i'm very excited so we will see you hopefully if you're going to listen again in two weeks time guys thanks for listening have a lovely week take care bye bye